It's a mailbag episode of Locked on Cardinals today where I answer your questions about the roster, free agents, and what the level of concern is for this team heading into 2023. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. On YouTube, you can find us there. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, it's been a while since we actually did a full-blown mailbag episode and what I like to do is when we have YouTube videos posted and uh, you know we go on Twitter I I like to respond to as many of your your comments and questions on Twitter and YouTube uh, as many of them as I possibly can so if I haven't responded to yours perhaps it's because it was either a repeat question that I answered earlier on or I just haven't gotten back to you know that particular episode to see it so apologize if anyone feels scorned out there, but that's what this podcast is about. That's something that I've geared this towards since I took over is the interaction between us, okay? The fans, the guests we have on here from time to time, which by the way, we are going to have more of those down the road. I promise you, we will have more guests on here as we get spring training and the season moving. Um, but let's go ahead and start with um, our most recent episode, which was yesterday's where we talked about the World Baseball Classic and I pointed out how the Cardinals have. So many guys that are participating uh, for different countries and that there are some good and bad sides to this whole thing. Now, Gary Coker wrote, I think it's awesome. We get to see our young players play and all of our starters still playing. Also, Contreras is staying back and playing with our young players and getting to know and catch our starting pitchers and relievers. So it's a win-win. Well, thank you for commenting, Gary. And yes, I agree. The biggest plus, at least in my eyes, is that so many starters are going to be in the WBC that we're going to get a nice, long, hard look at what your upcoming prospects have to offer, and you're going to see them do it against big league talent in spring training. You know, let's think about this. Let's be honest. Would you rather have your top prospect, Jordan Walker, taking swings on the backfields down in Jupiter uh, against double-A pitching, or do you want to see them go up against Jordan Walker on the main field in game situations against a majority of big league pitchers. You know, most of the guys who are going to get the looks early on in games are big league pitchers. They're not double A. Some of them could be triple A, but for the most part, they're going to be big leaguers. So that's something I'm looking forward to. The uh, log jam that we've been talking about in the outfield that's been discussed not only here, but on uh, different shows around St. Louis and uh, around the internet. Um, it's not so jammed during spring training when you've got O'Neill and Newt Bar gone. 
at the World Baseball Classic for a couple of weeks. So you're going to see Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, Alec Burleson, Moises Gomez, and others. Uh, they're going to be afforded more looks in spring training. They're going to get more swings during the spring. And that's a good thing because we need to know if these guys are ready to contribute and ready to step up in an injury situation. You know, I need to know if Newbar needs an off day that Alec Burleson isn't like a massive drop off in the field and at the plate, you know, as your left-handed hitter, who is going to be one of your backup outfielders uh, at 20 years old, is Jordan Walker physically and mentally ready to tackle a 162 game season. We don't know that yet. He doesn't know that yet. He seems ready. He seems mature. Obviously he's a big dude, you know, six, five, 220 some odd pounds, if not bigger than that now. Um, but we don't know. We don't know if he's ready to, to face big league pitching yet. Is the power that Moises Gomez unleashed on the minor league system just last year? Is that real? Or is he going to be like a flash in the pan kind of guy, just a, a one and done type of player who pitchers have figured out now that they've seen more tape on him? And as he's moved up in the organization, he gets to triple A and has to face big league pitching. Can he still hit the way he did at double A and? partly at AAA this past year. These are things that, you know, the coaching staff in the front office, they usually have to judge the young prospects off of, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 at-bats in spring training. Instead, all of these guys are going to get the full allotment of at-bats that, you know, a, a seasoned veteran would be taking instead. And that's definitely a positive. And, I, and I'm glad, you know, that fans like Gary and others in the comments section harped on this uh, about it being such a good thing because it's true. It's true. It's it's definitely a positive about having so much talent that these starters are going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic that you're going to get a really good look at what uh, what some of these young guys have to offer. Uh, Nick Elliott is a little more down on the idea. This is what Nick said. I don't like it. I understand why the players want to do it, but it's not good for the Cardinals in the long run. I brought up this point as well yesterday because you know you're you're taking more specifically for pitchers i'm not so worried about the hitters getting extra swings as much but pitchers you know you're taking throws out of their arms that would be used during the regular season in the playoffs and you're using it a little bit earlier in the world baseball classic uh you might need these guys in september and hopefully in october during the playoffs but it, you know at the same time are we really going to say no are you going to say no? Can you imagine what the blowback would have been if, you know, the Cardinals ownership or the front office said, you know what? We're not going to let you guys play. We will not allow you to represent your country at the World Baseball Classic. You're our property and we will not allow it. Probably wouldn't have gone over very well, right? Probably going to upset some of these guys that uh, you're counting on to win you a championship. Now, if one of these guys suffers a major injury, you know, we're going to curse the front office for letting them play. So it's really a no-win situation for uh, everybody involved. So we just got to, you know, keep our fingers, our toes, our, our eyes crossed, if you can do that, and hope that everyone escapes the World Baseball Classic unscathed. Up next, have the Cardinals lost ground in the division to the Brewers and the Cubs? That's next on Locked on Cardinals. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party will be FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel. I mean, how excited are you going to be if you're like, dude, we got the number four? Yeah, that's not, no, that's not cool. FanDuel's number one, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's great. 
not a problem. We've got uh, a lot of great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Here's what you do. You download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown, who's going to be the MVP, who's going to win the game. Obviously, those are all huge things that you can bet on. Um, I was talking to my little brother today. He's got money going down on uh, Patrick Mahomes. He lives in Kansas City. So he's become a fan of the Chiefs since he moved there. Uh, but he put money on uh, Mahomes because you can win more if he uh, ends up taking home the MVP. So that's what he's doing. He's going Chiefs. He's going Mahomes. Um, you can bet on any of these players. You know, you can bet on Chris Jones if you want to go on the defensive side for Kansas City. That's fine. Plus 5,000 is uh, what, what the odds are right now for him to be the MVP. Uh, you've also got a ton of game special bets as well, receiving and rushing yards, uh, how many points the team will have combined in a quarter, all kinds of different things that you can bet on to make it fun. And if you haven't downloaded it already, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Best of all, you get your winnings paid instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, which is happening this Sunday. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects as well. Our host, Lindsey Crosby, is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And in case you're wondering, he is very much high on a lot of the Cardinals prospects. So uh, it, it would be nice for you to drop on in there and say hi to him. Uh, there have been talks in some MLB circles that the Cardinals lack of adding anything more than Wilson Contreras in free agency. Um, was bad. You know, they, 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 they lost the leadership of Yadier Molina. They lost the production of Albert Pujols. Did losing those guys and only getting Contreras cost them ground in the division to teams like the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs, maybe even the Pirates and the Reds in your eyes? That was the question that we posted up. Uh, Ali Macaz says, I think that's how he pronounces it, but this is what he said. I think the Cardinals have the lineup depth to get through a typical season with injuries, underperformance, and some regression factored in, in good shape to likely take the division. The pitching depth is another matter, though. Even though the defense will or the defense will give their average-ish expectations a boost, I expect the Brewers to keep things close most of the season. Hopefully, St. Louis pulls away a bit in August and September with a shrewd rotation addition. All right. Thank you, Ali, for your comment. Um, the more and more I look at this roster, the more and more I feel confident about the offense. And uh, I think they're going to be just fine. You know, I, I I keep looking at their numbers and the type of players that they have that are that are going to be on this team. And I'm really not worried about it. Um, I honestly, I think the offense as a whole could be better this year than they were last year. And that was a pretty darn good offense last year. Uh, MLB rankings, they were, what, top five in runs, top ten in hits, uh, sixth in doubles, top ten in home runs, top five in RBIs in the National League. They ranked third in runs, sixth in hits, third in doubles, fifth in home runs, third in RBIs, seventh in stolen bases, sixth in batting average, third in OBP, fourth in slugging, third in OPS. That was a good offense. And, yes, Pujols was a monster last year. In the second half, obviously, he didn't do anything in the first half. And then you had Goldie, who went on a tear, had a career year. But 
also remember that this was an offense that had down years from guys who were supposed to be a big part of the offense guys like Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson due to injury. Remember uh, Harrison Bader was hurt a lot before he got traded to the Yankees. Um, New had yet to establish himself until the second half. You got basically nothing offensively out of the catcher position last year. And you still had these crazy numbers that, that put you right up there with the best in baseball. Now, sure. Goldie will probably regress this season, like expecting him to put up NL MVP caliber numbers again this year, probably not going to happen, but I don't expect his, you know, his, his offense to just like fall off a cliff. It's not going to be some dramatic decrease this year. I expect steady Paul Goldschmidt numbers that he normally puts up. Uh, I would expect more from the outfield. I would. As long as they're healthy, right? I mean, that was the big deal last year. I would expect better seasons from Juan Yepes. Uh, Nolan Gorman, I would expect more from him. They've all had uh, a taste of the show now. And it appears that those two guys, Yepes and Gorman, are lining up to be kind of your main DH combo uh, unless Walker makes the team and needs a batch, which is, which is one of the reasons why I think he would start at Memphis this year. Not because he's not talented or because he deserves to be on the roster, but, you know, get him that first month under his belt so, uh, you know, he can kind of get used to things at AAA Memphis before coming up to the Cardinals because if you're going to bring him up, you want him to play every day. Like, you're not going to bring him up and then have him sit at the end of the bench, which is what happened to Nolan Gorman last year as his, you know, production started to level off and go down. He wasn't playing anymore. So what was the point in keeping him on the team? He wasn't even getting pinch hit at bat. So they ship him back to Memphis. And I, I, I would hate to have Walker come up and then send him back down. I don't. I really don't want to see that for him. You know, I'd rather see him, if he's coming up, you, you keep him up there on the roster, barring unless he's brought up because of an injury or something like that. So, um, you know, if you guys got after a month and Jordan Walker is tearing it up at AAA Memphis and say, Juan Yepes isn't doing it, or Nolan Gorman's not doing it, or maybe new bars having issues as well. I don't know. If, if something like that happens, call them up. You ring them up, send those other guys down. You know, that's what you do. Now, this rotation is the issue, right? You know, we've talked a lot about it, even if all five guys slated to be the main starters. Like, uh, here, let's just list them off in case you're new. Flaherty, Michaelis, Montgomery, Wainwright, and Matz. If all of them stay healthy, that's that's a big F. They're a solid rotation, but they're not a sexy rotation by any means, right? Uh, ESPN put out their way too early starting rotation list, and the Cardinals were way down the list on here. Number 19. Number 19 out of 30 teams in Major League Baseball. That's that's not great. Other than the main five, they also added Dakota Hudson's production, Matthew Liberatore, and Jake Woodford into the mix. And uh, here's what the write-up said on ESPN+. Plus. Seems like the Cardinal style of pitching never holds up well in the forecasting systems. In fact, the previous version of these rankings used a method designed to account for projection challenge pitchers like, well, most of the Cardinals and others, such as Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs. How did it work? Well, you're looking at a new method today. This baseline for the St. Louis rotation, combined with its always stellar defense, is likely as ever to be a winning combination better than the 500 profile that is suggested here. So the only pitching staffs in all of baseball that ranked behind the Cardinals 
are the Washington Nationals at number 30. We're going to go all the way to the bottom and come back up, okay? So Nationals at 30. Then it's the A's, Royals, Rockies, the Orioles, Pirates, Tigers, Cubs, Diamondbacks, the Reds, and then the Guardians. And besides the Guardians, who did win their division last year, just like St. Louis, none of those teams are really competing for a playoff spot this year. You know, uh, sure, the Diamondbacks could surprise some people and make a make a nice jump in the in the West. Uh, the Cubs, they did some tinkering this year. They signed some names that we're all familiar with. Some of them aren't very good anymore. Cody Bellinger, anybody? But they, they made some moves. So maybe they have a better year this year. But that's where ESPN sees this Cardinals rotation right now. A bottom third of the league rotation. And that's not what you want. Uh, FYI, they have the Brewers at number two. Uh, they're the second-ranked staff behind the number one team, which went to the New York Yankees, who, guess what? Signed Carlos Rodon this offseason and are pairing him up with Garrett Cole. Nestor Cortez also in that uh, starting rotation. And look at that. You got a, you got an elite three right there. Gosh, I wish they could have got Rodon in St. Louis, you know? Um Looking at Cleveland here, even with Shane Bieber, the Guardians are right there at number 20, which leads me to my next comment because a lot of people have been name-dropping Shane Bieber as the target for the Cardinals this year, and he very well could be. He very well could be, but let me give you this scenario. What if the Guardians don't lose and are actually good again and competing in the AL Central again this year, and Bieber's not available? You know, they're not going to trade him. What, what do you do next? What team offers an ace caliber guy that the Cardinals can just reach out and, and take if they want at the trade deadline? And I'm looking at these teams that I just mentioned, the guys that are unlikely to go to the playoffs. Part of the reason why these teams aren't good is because they're pitching. I mean, who are you trying to pull from their pool of pitchers to make your staff better at the deadline? Are you talking about the corpse of Steven Strasburg or Patrick Corbin from the Nationals? Uh, the Diamondbacks, I'm assuming Zach Gallon is not going to be available. So no, now you're looking at Madison Bumgarner again, who we looked we looked at and talked about at the trade deadline this year. Uh, Herman Marquez from the Rockies. I, I like what he does. I think he could be all right out of Coors Field. There's just not a lot out there. So the Cardinals are going to have to develop their, their own aces if they want one, which is why perhaps hanging on to their top pitching prospects like Michael McGreevy, Cooper Jerpy, uh, Tink Hens, Gordon Graceffo, Matthew Libertor. Maybe that became more of a necessity when they realized that, wait a second, there are not a lot of guys out here that we can go trade for right now because so many teams make the playoffs now. It makes what's available at the trade deadline even that slimmer. Uh, minus Contreras, which despite being the biggest free agent contract in Cardinals history, the Cardinals didn't appear willing to dip their toes into free agency this year, right? They didn't want to go into those very expensive free agent pools. So what is your level of concern for the Cardinals future if they aren't going to pay for free agents like they did this offseason where they said, nah, you guys can have them. We're, we're, we're good here. What's your level of concern if that becomes the norm for the Cardinals moving forward? That's what we're going to talk about next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat, you don't want all the calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. 
And if your goal is to eat a little healthier this year, then you're not alone. I, I have started the dreaded D word as well, the diet. You know, I figured after all the candy and the cookies and the sweets that I ate from basically Halloween <laughs> until February, like just scarfing down the stuff left and right. I was like, you know what? I got to cut back, man. I got to get back onto something good here. But at the same time, you know, we're human. You know, we, we are going to crave certain things. Uh, you can't just eat broccoli and chicken every day. All right. That's not normal. We're not all movie stars where we have a chef who can prepare all of these wonderfully nice meals for us and we don't have to worry about doing it for ourselves, you know? Do we have the time and the day to do all of that? Not many people do. So if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise on the taste, then I want you to try a Built Bar. That's what I ask of you. With Built, healthy can actually be tasty. Now, what makes Built Bars so good is that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they, they come in unbelievable flavors. That's the other thing. It's not, you know, just here's chocolate or here's vanilla. No, man, they got things like churro and peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you're somebody who's trying to, to bulk up and you're trying to get as much protein as you can, Bilt Bars are perfect for you if you're looking for that sweet treat and get some goodness out of it. And if you don't want to wait around to get a box, you don't have to anymore. Remember, we used to have to order them all at Built.com, but now you can pick them up at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. You can walk into the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate, coconut puffs, whatever they got. You can do that now. Maybe Sam's Club is closer to you. That's fine. Run in, grab a 13-bar box with uh, hit flavors like the brownie batter and the churro. They're available and they're always dropping new flavors. I'm going to, uh, for my, my guys and gals on YouTube, look at this. Ready? Bam. Look at that. Maple donut puffs are available now. Are you kidding me? Maple donut puffs? Wow. You get the taste of a donut, but you don't get all the calories and the fat. Built made that happen. So check it out for yourself at built.com today. If the Cardinals are going to, or I should say, if they are not going to buck up to uh, move a team like this to the next level, then what is your level of concern for this franchise? Keeping pace with teams that are spending outrageous amounts like, you know, the Mets, the Phillies, the Padres, the Dodgers. I had one was the least worried, 10 being the highest. So uh, let's go to uh, Dennis Falstrom's comment here. He says, I'm at an eight. We have what it takes to win every place, but our rotation, it's in critical condition and we'll get far worse after this next season without some huge moves. So why are we pissing away another season of potential while our best players get older and closer to retiring? Uh, Dennis, thank you for the comment. And I get it, dude. I get it, Dennis. Did I expect them to go spend $300 million on a shortstop? No, I did not. I did not think that that's what they were going to do. I also didn't think every single one of these shortstops was going to be where they were price range. And I wonder if the Cardinals were in the same boat where they thought Trey Turner, yeah, he's going to make a, a crazy amount. Xander Bogarts, eh, probably going to make a decent amount, but, you know, we could kick the tires. Maybe Dansby Swanson would look good in the Cardinals uniform. And then you saw the prices and how high everything was and how many years it took. And I wasn't shocked. I was more shocked that we were hearing them still involved with names like Dansby Swanson, even though the other guys had signed because you knew how much money it was going to take. 
And I always thought Chicago was a good spot for him because of not only his wife, who uh, is an athlete in Chicago, but it just made sense. It made sense. He just seemed like a guy. He can be the star on the Cubs roster right now. So um, that made a lot of sense to me. And um, I think if if you go back, and we were talking to, you know, the catching situation, if you go back and say they traded a bunch of prospects and guys to go get Sean Murphy out of Oakland instead of signing Contreras, I think maybe at that point they would have been willing to spend more money to get another bat, like one of those shortstops. But that didn't happen. You know, the, the A's were like, hey, we want all of this. And the Cardinals were like, nah, no, 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 no. And then you had Wilson Contreras, who genuinely wanted to come to St. Louis. People liked him already. So it wasn't a tough decision. They were like, no, we're going to keep our prospects. We're just going to give the money to Wilson. And then we're going to figure other things out. And that's what they've done. Um, one of the free agent names that continues to come up and I, I don't know why, but Trevor Bauer keeps getting brought up and that's just not going to happen. Okay. So, uh, you guys can keep posting about him and saying, Hey, you'd be great. Well, the off the field stuff is just not going to fly in St. Louis. It's just not, um, despite him not being convicted, he never went to jail or anything. I get that. But the stigma around him is that he's not a great guy. You haven't heard a lot of a good locker room stuff about him. Granted, I'm not there, but anything I've read or heard, it, it hasn't been the greatest stuff. So it's just too much. <laughs> My wife would say that's her phrase. It's, it's too much. And I, I think that's where the Cardinals are when it comes to Trevor Bauer. For the Cardinals, at least, they're going to stay away. Another team... I think would probably take a chance. I, I don't think the Cardinals won any part of that circus, no matter how good the guy was. And let's remember, he hasn't pitched in two years at the major league level. Okay. I don't care what the dude's doing in a gym, throwing off of a, a, a mound to his buddies. Not the same, not the same. So it's been a while since he's been on a major league hill. And again, someone will give him a shot, but it ain't going to be the Cardinals. <laughs> I can almost assure you that. Uh, CJ is awesome, says. Great name, by the way. Um, I would say I'm at a two. I'm not concerned much, but we do need at least to extend a starting pitcher. And, I, and they will. CJ, they will. Okay, it's going to happen. At least they're going to try to. Uh, which of the current guys who are set to be free agents out of Michaelis, Flaherty, and Montgomery, will they resign? Uh, I don't have that answer for you because it takes two to tango. You know, you got to have the player who is willing to sign an extension and not go to the free agent market. And you got to be the Cardinals that have to reach out and say, Hey, we're going to offer you a good large sum of money here to not test that market and stay in St. Louis and to have a little faith. Um, if I had to bet on one of those three, who would it be to uh, sign before hitting the market? I would say miles Michaelis. I would say miles Michaelis. Cause he genuinely seems like he loves playing here, you know? And um, he's been a free agent before. And he's had to go overseas and he's had to earn his major league stripes again. And he's done that with the Cardinals who have shown faith in him through the arm injuries. And he's given them two all-star caliber seasons since signing. So I, I feel like they're a good fit. I think it makes a lot of sense. So I would see, I could see Michaelis being that guy. Now, if Flaherty has a great year, obviously his price is going to skyrocket. I mean, his price might already be huge just because of, what he showed everybody back 
in 2019 and uh, the early parts of 2020. I mean, we're still talking about it because we haven't seen that guy because of injuries. You know, the injuries took over. Uh, Montgomery will certainly have a decent market. He's left-handed. He's 30 years old. You know, people need that. People want that. They'll overpay for that. So you can't blame these guys for testing the market. And if the Cardinals want them back, it's simple. They're going to have to buck up. They're going to have to pay these guys what starter money is. Can they pay all three? Probably not. Probably not. I would say at least one, maybe two. But I couldn't imagine them bringing all three back. Most people have already said that, you know, Jack Flaherty is is, is good as gone. I don't know why. I, I, I personally haven't seen anything that has said that he doesn't like St. Louis and doesn't want to be here. I mean, we haven't really seen the guy in St. Louis much in two years. So how do you know that? You know, maybe I'm missing an article or something, but if you want to uh, drop it in the, in the comments section below, let me know. I, I just haven't seen it. And uh, you know, maybe that's my bad, but uh, whether all of this happens in spring training or after the year is still up for debate, you know, as far as getting an extension for any of these guys, but uh, I certainly could see Michaelis agreeing to an extension this spring uh, after he gets back from the World Baseball Classic. I could I could see that happening. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you haven't uh, already done so, please be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, any of the videos that you've watched, you know, hit that like button. Feel free to share it with other Cardinal fans. If uh, you know of some that haven't jumped on board to the uh, Locked on Cardinals bandwagon yet, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at LO underscore Cardinals. You can follow me personally at JD Sports Radio. Uh, what are you guys doing for the Super Bowl on Sunday? And who you who you rooting for? I would imagine most of St. Louis is, you know, pulling for the Chiefs. You know, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has been to Blues games wearing Blues jerseys before. So I could I could see why everybody would root for for them. But maybe we got some Eagles fans out there. So uh, I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you guys are doing for uh, for the game on Sunday, which uh, I think is going to be a big one. I think it's like as far as scoring wise, I think it's going to be a high scoring one. My prediction, I'm going to go 37 30 Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. That, those are my bets. Anyhow, you're the best fans in baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody.